We are live on Pride48.com. This is DJ Star Sage, and you have just heard the entrance of Madame Sue. Hello, Sue. How are you? I'm fine. And yourself? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. We'll get underway shortly here. We believe that we have a few people already joining us. It looks like possibly we have Toppy Smelly and the Shy Yeti, not necessarily the uh, arrival order. But we do have a, a small theater here. I've been having technical difficulties all day. Danger! Danger! Oh, hey, I think your notes have arrived. <laughs> I think, I hope so. There's a place just out of reach where we go to escape an enchanted land of far away nearby. Out in the far away nearby, can you hear my call? Out in the far away nearby, breaking down the wall, still you're here to stay. Out from the far away. And welcome to the far away nearby. I'm your host, DJ Star Sage, and I am joined by the Duchess Sue. Hello. How are you, Sue? Not too bad. I am I am getting better by the minute. <laughs> well that's good. It's been a while since we've had a chance to um have a cup of tea and sit down and have a little chat. This is true. So we are just going to while the afternoon away and find out what's going on in each other's lives. Before we started, you you talked you asked about uh, the hat that I was wearing today. Yes, I well we had we had talked about those privately some time ago. Mhm. So we're we're um we're working on props for the show folk. I've decided that DJ actually is a uh, short form of a nickname, and it is the Duchess's Jester. So, DJ is short for Duchess's Jester, and of course, I'm wearing a Jester's hat. Much alike The Shy Life, where Toppy and uh, the Shy Yeti had a fictional childhood together, there is a backstory to how (laughs) Duchess and I became acquainted. Now, would you like for me to tell that story, Duchess? I would. Okay, so... Imagine it. Uh, no, not picture it, Cicely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> imagine a young duchess growing up in a far-off land and nary a child nearby. Under the guidance of the royal family, they decided that the duchess needed some company. So uh, one summer for her birthday, they decided to hire an entertainer. And that entertainer was, of course, a duster. Uh, we'll work on the backstory there, but I think some, it goes something like the Duchess met this enchanting, dashing man who wore a funny hat, and they grew up together. Even though it's many years later now, every time the jester puts on the funny hat, they're transported back to her youth. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> I <didn't> like that. <laughs> <laughs> the Shy Yeti says that that was a good story. I, I'm reminded of the um, one of the later seasons of Doctor Who when Matt Smith was the uh, the lead, and they did a special opening. Oh, Unlike, here I found them again. 
Excellent. The chat room, um, that is. So, <laughs> so unlike in years past, when the, the opening was simply the music, they did a special narrated opening for one of the last seasons of Matt Smith as the Doctor, and it was so endearing because they had the actress playing his companion, Amy, doing the voiceover, and basically she told the mm. story of meeting this man who crash-landed in her garden, the Raggedy Doctor, and they traveled and had adventures together. So we usually start off with talking about the high points and low points of our weeks. We call that our peaks and our valleys. And um, we just may need a moment here. Sue, do you think you'd be ready to talk about how your weeks have gone? I, certain, I certainly am. Okay, so let me do this then. So, Sue, how have you been? What's new? Uh, well, as you know, my kitchen ceiling fell in a couple weeks ago. Oh, no. <laughs> Didn't I tell you about that? Well, it did. Mm-hmm. And it fell in about 2 o'clock in the morning. And, of course, the Duke and I were still up because we tend to be up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, sometimes till 4. But we aren't supposed to be up that late. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, the late show runs elsewhere than New York. But apparently the water has been leaking from the kitchen sink upstairs for some time. And I think the water has been leaking through our kitchen sink for some time as well. So I can hardly wait until our floor drops out and just <laughs> under the kitchen sink and drops all that stuff down into there. <laughs> into the people below. But uh, they came and fixed it Monday. So we have sort of gotten the kitchen pretty much cleaned up and the plaster off the floor and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that is that is cleared up. And, and like I say, I'm dreading when our, when our ceiling falls in or our floor falls into the people's ceiling below us but i don't know there's much i can do about it it does look like it leaks from time to time although it looks like it's been patched recently like just before we moved in right how good the patching is i'm not sure (laughs) (laughs) for those unaware um the duchess has described her abode uh, a couple of times, and I think, think I remember you saying that it is an older building. It, it is a- an older building. It was built in 1927. It oh. is like an apartment building that was built mm-hmm. in 1927. There aren't many of those in this area. Uh, you know, as we get further out west, we tended to have more land and and fewer people moved out here and you people stuck on the West Coast and the East Coast don't have near the amount of space we have. <laughs> <laughs> we have land out here, and, yeah, and, we, and we are currently trying to take away all of the farmland and fill it up with houses so that you won't have anything to eat, but we'll have great places to live out here. You know, it's funny you should say that because just as we're recording – the farmer is plowing the field behind my house. Oh, <laughs> oh you, you live in upstate New York, so you've got yes. a little bit of 
Well, and when we bought our house, they made us sign one of those waivers that says, um, you know, I acknowledge that I live in farm country and I'm not going to hold the realtor responsible for certain aromas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's an interesting thing. Well, you know, in the 80s, we decided that we love to sue people. But uh, each year we wonder if it's the last year that field's going to be plowed because the field continues to get smaller. So you were saying about your kitchen uh, that's that's been taken care of. And uh, I think you told me that uh, a while ago there was um, some news going on with your extended family there. Your uh, granddaughter had moved out of the house, had moved away from home for the first time. How is that going? Well, as far as I can tell, that's going OK. Uh, mom and child are getting along well and uh, big sister is spending more time with me. but. That's okay. I need more time spent with me. So we were, you were saying that um, one of the grand duchesses has left home for the first yeah, time. Yeah, the youngest one has moved out. Yeah, and um, I understand that, that her sister was missing her quite a bit. Is that working out okay? Yeah, that seems to be. Like I said, she, she's spending a little more time with me, but, but that's okay because I need I need more. I mean, need more interaction with real people instead of of televisions and and books and stuff like that. I you get a lot of that. You're not having a virtual parenting experience. Well, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, there. Uh, not really. I yeah. I got my daughter when she was 16, and and I uh, I took care of the grandbabies when they were when they were little. Mm-hmm. And they lived near me, and and uh, Mama Bear was going to school and doing things like that, and and so I I've had all those experiences I needed. Yeah. So um, you also told me that the Duke had a change of career. He's no longer at the Imperial Motorcade. Um, this is true. He got to the point where he really couldn't stand on his feet all day anymore, and so he quit his job and. Oddly enough, after four years at working at the Imperial Motorcade, he uh, found a job relatively quickly. Now, as I understand it, you were saying that he's uh, working uh, with Mama Bear's group. She, he's at the, he is. At the Imperial Railway now? Yes. <laughs> no, he is not. He is, he is working with a different area. He is working, oh, okay. he is working with – he is working – supporting – doing tech support for money people. Oh, okay. So he's uh, he's with the Imperial Financiers. Yes, I, that would be them. Gotcha. So we'll we'll have to see uh, if future reports um, have an, an encounter with the uh, the Dark Lord. I I don't think that's probably <laughs> likely. Although many forms. Although they have this is like the third time in. Like eight years, this company has changed hands. Oh, uh, I am I am getting a a complaint in the background saying this is not the third time, but she doesn't realize that originally it was uh, owned by Perot. So is uh, so far is the Duke enjoying his uh, new position with the bean counters? Well, he has had the job for five days. Ah, okay. So it's not exactly a long time. He's he's still figuring out where the break room is and the water cooler and all that stuff. I assume he uh, he 
is not real thrilled with this, but he is still in training. He's, mm-hmm. He has done some of this kind of work before, and okay. it is similar to the work we did when we were in Denver. Uh-huh. So um, I know that you had said one of the reasons he left the Imperial Motorcade was that it wasn't agreeing with um, some of the conditions he has. He has some physical ailments. Now, is, is this uh, he's going to be sitting at a desk? Uh, yeah, he uh, at, at the at, at the motorcade or whatever we call it. He was on his feet for eight hours mm-hmm. and here he is. Uh, sitting at a desk, much like the desk you were sitting at or I am sitting at with much the same stuff in front of him, a computer, a headphone, and talking to people mm-hmm. and saying, oh, no, that must be your computer's problem, not ours. <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> I'm just going to say, haven't you, don't you remember saying that to people? <laughs> on and on and on again. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and as we say, that was another lifetime ago. It was. <laughs> it was. It was indeed. But uh, uh, for those I am you, so pleased I no longer have to do that. Yeah, I I uh, I do something similar, but at least now it's not with customers. Um, mm. I'll talk a little bit about my position in a moment here. Let's take a look in the chat room. It looks like we have a new, yeah, a new arrival. We have a MIB. So uh, if uh, whoever you are, MIB, please let us know. You can change your name and uh, have your presence be known. I'm not quite sure what the command is. Uh, both of the fine gentlemen in the room have experienced so they should be able to know. But uh, It's true, and I'm just trying to figure out what I did with the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> Before we move on, I will go ahead and fill you in about what's going on with me. But um, we have a new group on the uh, the Facebooks or the face space, as some might call it. I've decided to create a Facebook group for the faraway nearby. And in the spirit of our characters and the charm, I've decided that it's going to be called the Treehouse in the Courtyard because, of course, a young duchess who's bound to home wouldn't be allowed to play outside the gates of the palace. So, of course, we had a treehouse in the courtyard. I wonder wonderfully. So um, I like that a lot. <laughs> so uh feel free if you haven't already joined our Facebook group to look for the treehouse in the courtyard and you'll get all of the updates about the bar away nearby. So already, well, we will go ahead and move on to my week. Let's see here, where do I begin? Well, uh, quite a few things have happened. Um, the other month, I was coming home from work, and my nearly 17-year-old car decided it was going to complain a little bit. <laughs> With an older car would tell you, of course, the um, saga of a car owner is um, betwixt between the expenses of repairs versus a car payment. And in reality, really, there's not much difference. Um, if it's uh, <laughs> manageable repairs, certainly a, a car that you own or maybe a used car might be more affordable. 
But um, anyways, in the long run, my 17-year-old car decided that it had had one too many repairs. The other year, I drove over a curb, and I needed to have a, um, a, I think it was a sway bar, I'm not sure, one of those parts that attaches the axle to the vehicle. Um, hmm. I had to have that fixed as well as a radiator. And I didn't mind that because it had been a few years since I'd had a major repair and I was getting good gas mileage. But unbeknownst to me, since I had an older car, this is one of those repairs that um, the uh, mechanic had no choice but to uh, forgive the term jury rig it because this is a part that you cannot buy off the shelf. It's a part that is installed at the factory. So it attaches your axle to the body of the car. And um, when I got home from work, my husband was concerned. He wanted to make sure the car was safe. So Billy crawled underneath with his cell phone and turned on the light and took some pictures. And uh, unbeknownst to us, when my mechanic had saved the car, he had welded those parts together and the welding is coming apart. Ironically, just a couple of weeks before, we had just made an hour-long trip to our area's biggest shopping mall, a new monthly trek that we've been making to get out of town for our weekends. You know, we're lucky that it didn't happen while we were on the road coming back because, come to find out, um, if that welding had come apart, that car could have flipped and we could have landed in the ditch. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, my husband was very keen to point out that fact because, of course, I just wanted to get it fixed and drive my car to work. And he took pictures and he showed me and he's like, no, you're not driving this car again, period. End of story. Yeah. <laughs> so he worked his magic and much as he did with um, getting us the house, he, he sold some of his ex's toys that um, his ex didn't reclaim. So, spoils of war being what they are. Yes. Um, But uh, he worked his magic, and although we hadn't been planning on getting me another car for a few months yet, we were able to fast-track that, and we bought me a car at a rental place. So, um, it was actually quite a deal, and I got a brand new, at least to me, 2016. So, since it was a rental, technically it didn't have another owner and I've got this fancy, shiny new car. Well, so I, well, this is real. This is real sweet. It's not real new. Is it? It's sort of new, like our new car was new. Well, it's a 2016, so it was new as of last fall. Oh, it is real new. Is, are you the first owners? Besides the rental agency, yes. Oh, oh, it was from a rental agency. And well, that's that's still that's not bad. They sell their cars about once a year. Right, and uh, it was from a southern climate, so it uh, it doesn't have any rust or wear or anything like that, and it's fairly low mileage. So I was thrilled because now I was complaining before about having manual locks and windows on my economy car. Well, now I've got all the bezels and whistles. I've got locks. I've got Ooh. windows. I even have a stereo with Bluetooth. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And the best thing about it is... It gets 42 miles a gallon. So I am just oh, thrilled. Oh, that, that's even great. That, that's yeah. much better. I, I complained that one of my woes of buying a car is that I thought that in this day and age, 
it's um, somewhat irrational to get a vehicle that you have to fuel twice a week if you live within a reasonable distance from your work. And I just uh, cringed every time one of my peers or coworkers would talk about this nice new car they got, but uh, they were getting pretty crappy gas mileage. <laughs> so I, I am more than thrilled. And I always name my cars. I think that it's good luck, just like christening a ship. So because I'm a big Star Trek nerd, I decided that um, my sleek little black car is going to be named Jamora after Captain Sulu's daughter. Well, that that seems reasonable. You name all your cars? I do. My very first car was Sylvia Gold because she was silver. And because she had recently been in a fender bender with a deer, they had replaced one of the panels and hadn't quite painted it yet. So that part was gold. So she was Sylvia Gold because she was silver with a gold panel at the time. Ah. And then, of course, um, my second car is named after one of my favorite characters in a Goldie Hawn movie, the Protocol. It, her name was Sunny Davis. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that that's a character that uh, ended up running for office after she had an experience of saving the president's life and then um, basically being a war bride. Hmm. <laughs> I highly recommend that you see protocol with Goldie Hawn if you haven't already it is a very charming film as are many of Goldie Hawn films but yeah, um, yeah. so moving along here um more of what's been going on well um we had a death in the family um I don't want to go into too much detail but basically a uh, a member of the family that was close to my brother passed away and I went to go visit my family for the first time pretty much since the holidays. Now, what was awkward was that um, my brother chose my brother um, Jughead, as I call him, decided in his frustration that he was going to share a text message that his ex-wife had sent to him. And I just thought to myself, this lady is grieving. I didn't need to see that. I don't think she meant for me to see that. But, of course, he felt it necessary to share that. With the rest of <laughs> so it just kind of set the tone for the event. And I get down there and I see several members of my family, including an uncle that has sort of been estranged because um, when our grandmother passed away, he still owed her money from his student loans. Um, he had gone to seminary school and he didn't end up finishing his program because his wife uh, did not want to be a pastor's wife. So uh, the inside story is that uh, it's alleged that this uncle, who I call Chris, um, owed our grandmother money. So there are several members of the family who aren't fond of him. Although I tend to think that um, whatever went on behind be or between my uncle and grandmother was between them because that's a, a mother and son relationship and you never know. Um, you know, he could have been the apple of her eye and that was the uh, thing that excited her most was helping him. So, um, well, yeah. I, and did your mother, or was this, was this mom or dad's? brother it's my mother's relation okay so was your mother upset with 
um, when at the time? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, which I mean. Uh, well, he's my mother's younger brother, so I think that there's a certain level of forgiveness there. You know that, <laughs> that young people do stupid things. Um, this uncle showed at the funeral, despite um, being omitted as one of the survivors of the relation. And um, I was uh, sort of happy about that because um, although the uncle is sort of an oddball, um, I think that there's every family has someone that you have something in common that you maybe got your your tendencies from. And mm-hmm. I like to think that uh, this uncle, Chris, is my funny uncle, the one that I got my... Um, my nerddom from <laughs> because I mean, after all he managed uh, radio shack stores and he used to watch doctor who when he came over. So he was, yeah. uh, was my gateway. <laughs> yeah. You might've thought it was so, even more funny if he had actually become a pastor, but he's, he's a fun person to be around because, uh, you know, well, uh, as we say in my family, the, the two lines of our, our parents, um, different. And I like to think that I take after my mother's side because I'm more uh, apt to be the one, you know, looking at a paper or something. My favorite picture of my grandfather is one of him sitting in his living room in his reading chair with the paper open and his glasses on, you know, whereas my, my brother's uh, family are, are more of the type to be uh, driving commercial vehicles across country for a living. Mm. So, um, but anyways, rounding this up, we also celebrated an anniversary recently, Billy and I. So we um, we just celebrated our eighth year of being together. Um, I, I mentioned before, but I'll tell the short story uh, of how we met. Basically, I was staying at my sister's house when I moved back to New York. And Billy was living in a town that my grandparents had when I was little. If it hadn't been for his ex, we possibly wouldn't have met because uh, his ex's job took him out to the country. So we were close enough that we were able to meet for coffee before going to a movie. And, uh, of course, in this scenario, we ended up missing the first showing of that movie. So we went (laughs) went shopping and then after the movie, we went to dinner. So that first date ended up being nine hours. (laughs) Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so we, we kind of relived the experience of our first date um, with one of our monthly trips. We went to the area's largest mall. We've been doing this thing where we go to a healthy restaurant. Um, it's called Core Life, and you get this huge bowl of food. It's basically a giant salad, but it's uh, somewhat exotic because they have all these flavorings like, um, you know, uh, lime and and lemon and Italian and all these things. It's it's a very health conscious restaurant. So you come in and you can see the calorie counts on the menu before you make your commitment. <laughs> by, you know, if this is your cheat day. And of course, afterwards, we go out and have ice cream, but it's a healthy ice cream halo top. But so it was our it was our eight year anniversary. We went out and we're hoping to go out in a few weeks here. Um, possibly to see a movie. Now, I'll um, talk about movies later if we have time, or rather, upcoming movies. We went to see the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie uh, as part of our anniversary trip out. Well, it's a cute story. Now, this is more so Billy's thing because it is of the comic book realm. Mm -hmm. But Guardians of the Galaxy are a ragtag team 
of characters who are heroes in their own right that come together through a series of events. Of course, they focus on one of the main characters in the first movie. Uh, basically, he's a human whose father was an alien and he was abducted. And that's how he meets the other aliens that are part of this team that joins together to fight good and evil and whatnot. This second movie, we get to meet the main character. His name is, oh shoot, it's Peter Quill. Uh, Peter Quill is Chris Pratt's character in this, in the Guardian series. And, uh, Chris Pratt is considered to be somewhat of a heartthrob in the movie world nowadays. He's a success story too because he lost a boatload of weight. He was a heavier person and he lost weight for this role and he Ooh. shocked a lot of people because, you know, they said, you can't be in this role. You, you don't have the right body type. And he said, basically, watch me. And, <laughs> you, know, um, you can find him on Instagram. And one of the things that he's known for is sharing uh, the foods that he eats because people think, look at how in shape that guy is. He must be starving himself. Mm-hmm. And so he likes to show pictures of him eating so that people know. <laughs> So and he'll tell you about what he's eating. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like um, the the journey that Billy and I have been on with losing weight. The one thing that keeps you going on this is making it exciting. You think about all the things that you miss when you're not dieting or mm-hmm. before you started to diet, and you think to yourself, "Well, how can I have that still? There's got to be a way." I can have this even though I'm watching what I eat. That's something that Billy really enjoys doing because he will reinvent things. One of the things that we've had recently was mac and cheese, but it was made from cauliflower. And this is really scrumptious. I mean, there's a bazillion recipes out there. If you look up cauliflower mac and cheese, um, it's just like how you can go into fancy grocery stores and they'll have chopped up the cauliflower into what they call cauliflower rice. Um, you know, if you okay. steam it tender enough, you can chop it with a fork. But you basically put all these seasonings in together to make it taste cheesy. And you can even put in some fat-free cheese with it and do seasonings. But if you do it right, you approximate the texture and the taste. And it's actually pretty good. Last night we had that for dinner. And I cleaned my plate. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, probably, it's probably pretty pretty good, depending on the cheese you use, the the amount of cheese, of course, the amount of cheese you could you could put enough cheese into something like that to 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 run those calories right up. But oh sure. But if you are if you use a reasonable amount of cheese and and I've never run into cauliflower rice. I have to look for that. That's not something I've seen in our stores here. No, I know in Denver they had Whole Foods. Do they have them in your neck of the woods? Oh yes, they do. Okay, and I, I, they weren't my regular store when I lived in Denver. They're a little pricey, but they uh, are a little pricey. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I, I, there was a woman that worked for the. Uh, she wrote a blog for the Denver Post. Mm-hmm. And I saw her refer to the Whole Foods as the whole paycheck store, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is pretty accurate about it. I, I love Whole Foods. It's wonderful. Uh, it was one of the places I shopped when I was forced to be on a gluten-free diet uh-huh. because at that time, there was nothing anywhere that was gluten-free. And so you had to go to special places. And I went to Vitamin Cottage a lot, and I went to Whole Foods a lot. 
because both those places carried uh, they kind of specialized in in the foods that odd kinds of people could eat. And one of the things they had was was gluten free stuff a lot. Hmm. I know it was a moment ago that I was talking about my car, but I'm just looking back in the chat room. And uh, we've been joined by a bunch of other people. We've got. It's true, we have. I I meant to mention that. Uh, <laughs> I keep looking back at them. <laughs> I read something that RT Cruiser had mentioned. He said he had a Hyundai that he called Share after a few years. He said it was an accident magnet. I got Share after two nose jobs and a bum left. <laughs> 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 Oh yes. Oh, and and, and my transport semi. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they they passed me by today. The, the paramedics have a thing for the Duchess. She just hasn't let them learn to let them down gently yet. It's true. <laughs> they they buzz by several times every day. <laughs> well, if you just wouldn't leave that window a crack, they wouldn't think you're playing Rapunzel. <laughs> oh well, that could be. <laughs> see where was i we oh yes so guardians of the galaxy was actually pretty cute kurt russell was in it playing uh peter quill's um alien father so i won't spoil it for anyone because of course it's only recently out but it was a fun movie you know some people think that it wasn't as good as the first movie i'll leave that up to you i will just say that it was a fun movie um you know, hopefully when we go on our next trip, uh, we're going to go see the new Wonder Woman movie. And that looks fantastic. I don't know if you've had the opportunity, but you should go on to YouTube, Madeer, and look up the trailers for uh, Wonder Woman because they've cast this this beautiful, I want to say she's Greek uh, woman, Gal Gadot, in the role of Wonder Woman. And they've set it in World War One, I, I believe, instead of World War Two. And um, Chris Pine, who has played... Uh, the new Captain Kirk in the latest Star Trek films. But before we get too much further along, I thought that I would go ahead and talk a little bit about something that's coming up. The Pride mm-hmm. uh, 48 has a June streaming event that will be occurring next month, and it is from Friday the 23rd until Sunday the 25th. And we have a little promo here, so I'm going to go ahead and play that. Okay, that would be good. Make way for the upcoming Pride 48 live streaming weekend. The Royal Court is already preparing for all the festivities. Wipe out your schedule. Clear your social calendar. Forget showering and stay in your PJs. All your favorite shows for one weekend this June. Pride 48 Live, streaming weekend, June 23rd to 25th. Royalty approved. So, okay, getting back on track here. So, yes, uh, we had a nice anniversary day. And um, let's see. Oh, yes. The other thing that we did besides going to the movies was we went out to dinner. And uh, we should. Oh, um, before that, we should mention your. Toby is talking about a tater tot uh, substitute that instead of potatoes, they use cauliflower. Oh. Looks a lot like tots. <laughs> but it says he hasn't tried them yet. Why not? But I ain't, Erm. Um, I still haven't <laughs> tried them yet. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that we might want to, 
in, in with your yes, in with your uh, rice rice cauliflower and and a substitute mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. So also um, the uh, far away nor- nearby will be joining the June streaming event next month. And the Duchess and I will be joining you just one hour short of our usual time slot. It's going to be on Saturday, June 24th at 4 p.m. And uh, I don't have the full schedule in front of me yet, uh, but I do believe that the Braindead podcast with the lovely TJ that we just interviewed recently will be on after us at 5 p.m. Eastern. Well, that will be wonderful. Yes. So, okay, so, um, yes, uh, we sort of did things a little bit in reverse on our anniversary. We went to the movies, and then we went out to meet, uh, have a meal. We usually have lunch, and we were a little later getting out. We went out to dinner, and we went to Red Lobster, which isn't normally on our diet, but we made it work, as Billy would say. Um, they do have options that you can do steamed items there. Inst- and now I know this isn't uh, of interest to the Duchess because she's told me that Red Lobster <laughs> is not a place she gets to go off and that she enjoys. <laughs> it's in- it's true. The Duke is not very fond of Red Lobster. Hmm, that's a shame. I, I grew up uh, with one nearby, and it's a place that we went to once in a while. Of course, having four kids in the family, it's not really always on the budget. But Yeah. Uh, you know, we, I was surprised we went and I had a gift card from my sister Betty that we hadn't used. And, um, we went out and we were able to navigate the menu and actually stay pretty close on our diet. And I was very impressed because, um, our server actually observed some of Billy's food allergies. He told her that he was, uh, you know, he has a gluten allergy. And after she delivered the salad, she realized there were croutons and she immediately took it back. She not only didn't just bring back the same salad with the croutons removed, she had a whole new salad made. Wow, that's so, pretty cool. To her. And course, she earned up. People uh, allergic to stuff might might break out in an <laughs> anaphylactic shock or something. You, you don't want to have that happen. Right, and this happened to be in a larger city than than our hometown here, so I think maybe they might run into those things a little more often. But uh, anyways, I'm trying to remember what we had for our meal. I do remember that we had one of my favorites, which is scallops. And um, let's see, we, of course, had a salad. And then, oh, we had, uh, I think we had uh, sirloin strip steaks that mm. were done uh, very nicely. Um, we had them done, I think, medium rare. I, I'm not quite sure, but they turned out good. Uh, the texture was nice. We we don't often eat beef at our house. Um, we are more chicken and fish. So it was a nice little treat. And mm-hmm. of course, we skipped on the dessert because... We had gone to the grocery store and we had our halo top already waiting for us in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, any true ice cream fan will tell you that you travel with spoons. Mm. So um, anyways, that catches us up on the weeks here. So, Sue, I think that you said uh, you had something you wanted to talk about this week. Well, yes. I happened to be flipping through uh, YouTube um, 
a number of days ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I happened to run into was a was a some sort of a notification. I don't remember how I ran into it because this is not the things that I watch on YouTube. But I ran into a story that CoverGirl has a new model and their new spokesperson is a male. Oh, now. I also understand that this was is not as recent as I had thought. Um, the this new gentleman who is their latest cover girl, I guess, or cover boy, as I have also seen it written in various places as I was looking this up. Um, and I will look up his name here. James Charles mm-hmm. was uh, actually uh, they na- announced his becoming the the face of Color Girl on October 16th of 2016. Oh. So he is not quite brand new uh, as we are, I believe, in the spring of 2017. Right. <laughs> so so uh, he, he's not brand new, but he has... He has already managed to cause controversy for them. Apparently in February, he was going off with some classmates for a some sort of an educational trip to Africa. Mm-hmm. And so just before he left on this trip, he managed to tweet, I can't believe we're going to Africa today. OMG, what if we, what if we catch Ebola? Oh. Which was not exactly what they intended for him yeah, to say. Sure the Chamber of Commerce is thrilled. I yeah, I'm sure and and, and Covergirl too, but of course he apolog- when he got to Africa he realized that he had said this stupid thing and that maybe he shouldn't have. And uh he wrote an apology back saying that he really didn't mean to do that. That it was <laughs> That he was trying to make a joke and and he apologized that he really didn't feel that way about Africa because it's this wonderful country. He's sure. And I, of course, am going, what do you mean wonderful country? It's a bunch of of countries. (laughs) (laughs) But... But 17-year-olds say and do all sorts of things. A number of 17-year-olds, I'm sure, think that Africa is a country. I know some people much older than that that think that Africa is a country. Uh, I didn't inquire as to where they were going exactly, and I didn't really care. Uh, I do know that uh, um, Sports Illustrated frequently does their swimsuit models in Africa Mm -hmm. because they have beautiful oceans, and since they're – film those in the middle of our winters it's a good place to go yeah two things come to mind uh when you talk about this uh firstly i'm pretty sure cover girl if they've decided to allow this young man to stay on are going to assign somebody to monitor his tweets and possibly approve them before they go out (laughs) i gather that they that they regularly monitor all of their um spokespersons tweets and other things they say on on YouTube. And oddly enough, they found this young man on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It was something of an Instagram and YouTube star. Oh. Uh, who He came out, I think, about a year before that as, mm-hmm. as doing this. He is not trans. I don't think that he is, he, he is gay either. I, I 
actually didn't see anything on that per se. He just likes to dress up and look like a beautiful young woman uh, sometimes. And sometimes he just looks like a beautiful young man. But he certainly is very attractive. So it's it's more along the lines of gender bending, not necessarily somebody being transsexual. Pardon? I said it's probably more along the lines of gender bending, much like David Bowie used to do versus being transsexual. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that comes to mind is, uh, of course, if this young man is saying that Africa is a country, uh, one has to wonder, does he even know his state capitals? (laughs) I don't know. I learned those when I was in the fifth grade. Since since Covered Girl has now added a male to their lineup of spokespeople, so has Maybelline. Oh. And although none of you people may may know about this or care, but I am a fan of American Girl dolls. Mm-hmm. And American Girl in 2017 has introduced a male a male doll named Logan Everett. Now, not all of the dolls are blonde-haired and blue-eyed, but uh, they have a number of ethnic dolls. They also announced this year... Or, uh, a doll from Hawaii and a doll from uh, an African, uh, an African, uh, another African American doll. Mm-hmm. They have historical dolls. They have dolls who were slaves. Uh, but this is the first male doll they've had. Duchess yeah, uh, uh, Toppy has told us in the chat room that he collects demonic dolls mostly. <laughs> oh, really? I don't think they have any <laughs> demonic dolls. The next time you hear from us, we're going to have a special. We are going to be recording a very special episode uh, that should be uh, due out in a few weeks here. And we're going to be discussing the sci-fi British series Orphan Black, which is premiering its fifth and final season on June 10th. Now, this is a show that was starting while Matt Smith was still in the role on Doctor Who. And I used to uh, see the advertisements for it, but of course, I never caught on. Now, I decided last year that I was going to start watching. And of course, unbeknownst to me, they decided this is going to be the final season. What wonderful timing, because now I can have the Duchess uh, weigh in. And we're going to be joined by two very special guests, Mr. Toppy Smelly and Mr. Shayetti Paul Chandler, who happened to be in the chat room. I must admit that I started watching Orphan Black at the very beginning mm-hmm. and was quite interested in it. Uh, for some reason, I stopped watching it at the end of the second year. In between when we decided to do this and now, I have watched all four seasons really intrigues me because um, it has sort of that uh, sort of bond or 007 element to it because you've got a mystery and you've got people on the run. So in some ways it's sort of like, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a series of movies based on books called the born something or other born identity, born supremacy and those sorts of things. And they were really fascinating because it was basically an assassin whose memory had been wiped and Mm -hmm. he learns who he is as the story goes on. And in a similar fashion, the, uh, the young women who are in the series orphan black, learn a little bit more about the truth of their existence as time goes on so um, yeah, yeah. quite an interesting thing so folks if you will stay tuned 
that will be our next recorded episode and we hope to have that out oh i would say hopefully before the streaming event mid-month so thank you for joining us and you'll be able to view the video on youtube of our live shows every fourth saturday we are now going to say goodbye and it was good seeing you all Thank you for listening to The Faraway Nearby. You can visit our webpage at tfnpodcast.com. Find our fan page on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at TFNDJ. And visit our companion blog on Tumblr. Our show is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. Send us an email at tfnpodcast at gmail.com. Text or leave a message at 720 720- Two three zero six nine one nine. This show is a member of the Pride Forty Eight Network. Find other shows at Pride Forty Eight dot com.